last mini episode. Uh, still recording outside in beautiful suburban South Australia. Mm. The, I think we just missed out hearing a burnout at the front of our face. But yeah, we've got the trees, we've got the birds, and I've also got my co-host, Ben. How are you? I'm well, sir. How are you? I'm really good. That's my problem, child. Impersonation. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, as I've we said last uh, week, we are going through uh, the, the many episodes are going to change a little bit. We're going through the top twenty movies and albums of nineteen ninety. The movies are, according to Box Office Mojo, uh, a U- U.S. site, and the albums are the Aria top twenty. So that's this is what Australia was listening to back in nineteen ninety. But we always start off with movies, so let's uh, let's get right into it now. All right, so we have Problem Child and Dances with Bulls next up on the chart. Dances with Bulls, I think, also it was quite high up in the nineteen ninety one charts because it was it was released in December or okay. November December, so it was it was, a, it was like like yeah. I can't wait. I'd, I've been doing my research for 91 because obviously that was next season. JFK. Oh, dear. You are going to watch JFK. I finally have a reason for you to have to, have to make you watch it. I watched it once upon a time. I've yeah, got yeah. nothing against it. But you know when your friend really loves something <laughs> and you just wish they'd shut up about it? <laughs> How many times has that come up? <laughs> Uh, let's go, let's, let's go the high road for this, for this one. Let's go Dances with Wolves. More uh, so because I fell asleep three times trying to watch this movie. How many nights did you try and break this up over? Two. Huh. I got... <laughs> did you have the four hour version or the three hour version? I got the version that seemed like it just went on forever. <laughs> I kind of felt that as well. There was, comparing it to movies now, or I guess movies anytime, it's like, I feel like there's so much it could have been cut out. There's so much nothingness in here. But at the same time, I was barely on my phone. Like, mm. I was engaged in the film. Like, I was oh, yeah. fully invested in it. I And I, I look, I know I'm, I'm coming off as, like, a millennial who can't, like... Who's got, like, the attention span of a, of a fly. Um, I think it's just... I I respect the, the patience they take with it. It's just that... I think I'm just sort of fine-tuned at the moment just to, like, not... I, I just couldn't do it. Like, it's just it's just a lot. There's not a lot that happens. Yeah. Did you have subtitles? Yeah. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it took me a few scenes, because there's someone at work that said it's one of their favourite films, and I asked about the subtitles. He's like, ah, you'll be all right. Um, and as the... Native Indians came more and more into the film. I realized I, this isn't going to work. Yeah. So I found the script online <laughs> and was scrolling through my browser trying to keep up with the film, which didn't always line up. Yeah. Um, but it helped a lot. I'm glad I. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on there that you would. I can't believe you didn't have subtitles on. I watched a version of the film that <laughs> didn't have an option for subtitles. Uh, <clears throat> um, <laughs> we. Uh, well. It starts off really well, like it's like the the battle and like the sort of like his his maneuver that he does that makes him sort of famous. Um, Is it a bit weird though? It's weird, but 
it it doesn't set it doesn't set the tone for the rest of the movie. Like I mean, that one the 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 tone of the first twenty minutes makes this movie seem like it should be an hour and forty minutes. It then like yeah. goes and then he goes to the to the, to the yeah, like the weird trading po- uh, trading post bit where and I'm like, oh, this this is pretty cool. Like the guy, you know, not not cool that he commits suicide, but like it went it went bang 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 and then it went. <laughs> right up until did you watch this as a child or do you remember any of it? No. I remember bits and pieces from, I guess, my parents once of what, what would have been on TV a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't remember any of that. And up until that guy shot himself, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. What's this guy's deal? This is... W- you pissed your pants? You're telling everyone? I... That, <laughs> what is happening? That guy was my favorite character. For I was like, I want him, I want him to come back. I want him to go on the journey with him. And then, about, he, then he kills himself. What about Seabass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... I like I like all the set, like I can't remember the bit that I I sort of flaked out in. I think it was towards the the intermissions because like we both had the one where it had the intermission in it, which was amazing. I vacuumed almost the entire house in that intermission. <laughs> Did you let it sink in? <laughs> no, I didn't realize it was going to go for that long. I thought it was going to be like a ten so seconds. Good, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, then it's. Uh, like I think towards then and then sort of afterwards, like I'll go back in and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm shutting off the night. I'm going in the next night, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's, it's it's still such a long time to go. Yeah, see, it's hard to pick up that mood again. Like if you're getting into the film, then you're gonna start all over again. Yeah, but you don't get that intro to like getting into it. Yeah, I can watch like JFK or um, Zodiac. I can watch, which is you know. Three, three hours and twenty, I think. Yeah, you know, I, I like long movies, but this one, I think, it's just. And I really like Kevin Costner, and I felt like I left let him down. That helped a lot. The wolf helped a lot. Yeah. Um, having I thought two that socks would around. be like up your alley, like. Yeah. 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 When, you, when it was first in there. Hey, you get a Malamute now. That <laughs> hey? no, was a real life wolf. Well, you're gonna, well yeah, you want can't, a Malamute. You can't, you can't get a real life wolf, but like. I mean, I've been pretty close to one. One leaked my face once. Okay. True story. I think I saw a photo of that. Yeah, yeah. I think I made a gif out of it as well. It was quite a moment. Your uh, your face lit up. Yeah, it did. <laughs> you mentioned that wolf. because <laughs> ah, it was. I read a few things about this. Um, mostly about the people, but uh, the fact that they it was one of the first times, and probably even since that, Native Americans, Native, I assume it's Native Americans, yeah, is right what right. I should be saying. Um, sorry, everyone that they weren't just looked upon and treated as like absolute savages and yeah. a horrible being. This is coming out of that whole, like the way the, the Western genre treated Native Americans up until that point And pretty like, and even beyond, even beyond is just, um, was just deplorable. And it's just like, it just proves like of the, the studio run system sort of thing that they're not going to show stuff from that point of view. Um, this was really good for that. This is, this is, um, showed, uh, their way of life and and their culture on the screen, which I mean, there's obviously problems with it as well. But like, it, it it's landmark, I'd say. Yeah, I think it would have been pretty important for a lot of not everyone. I'm sure there's a lot of Native Americans that uh, think that they were just used and abused and thrown away. Yeah, which essentially is probably true. Um, but yeah, I think it was important the way they portrayed them. But also, it's kind of dumb, and of course it comes from the vegan. But like, they had this wolf there. And it's not just like trying to bite his leg the whole time. Yeah. Did bite his leg at one point. Um, that's when he's trying to help it. <laughs> um, but like, 
this just a friendly little wolf and it just wants to eat. And the horse was like his best friend and like so important to him. And did you cry when the horse died? Yeah. Yeah. That was horrible. I don't. Aside from the buffalo, like everyone was just like so important to like the land and like, or even the buffalo are important to like yeah, living I, in the circle of life. Yeah. This, this is a, I, it's a good bit. Everyone should watch this movie at some, some point of their life. In one sitting. Yeah. Don't try and break <laughs> it up because it's not going to work. No, just get it's, yourself cozy. Look, we've all we've got a we've got a bunch of months still until everything hopefully sort of gets a bit back to normal. Yeah. One, one of those nights, just uh, dance with some wolves. Um, but also, good luck finding it. Yeah, yeah, I had to borrow it from the library. Yeah, yeah. Or you can, I think you can rent it on Google. Yeah, I'm sure it's out there. It's, it's out there somewhere. It's worth having watched it. I mean, it costs the same as any other movie. So to get a four-hour movie for the same price as a yeah. two-hour movie, oh my god! Um, so taking a huge step down, from mm. <laughs> um, we have Problem Child, or should I call it Problematic Child? Yeah, we should. I spent three ninety-nine on this through Google, and I, for the first time in a while, kind of want my money back. It's, <laughs> it's I watched this, and this, this is the thing. And this is how stupid my childhood was. That I've watched this. Way, I've watched this movie way more times than Dance, Dances of Wolves. Same. And I, I instantly went back and like, oh, I know this movie. I know these bits. I know what he's about to do here. Man, this has been trapped in my subconscious for years. Yeah. Michael Richards is a serial killer, and the the kid looks up to him and wants to meet him. And John Ritter's just. The loveliest man. I love John Ritter. <laughs> I also love it when he's like doesn't give a shit anymore. Like sort of towards the end of the movie, he's just, and he walks past the. There's a big like ransom note on the wall, and he just walks past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this problem child, if you've never seen it, is about a rambunctious young child. Wrong word. Mm, yeah, Devil I child. referred to my own couch, kids as rambunctious last episode. Uh, the omen. The basically the omen. Um, and then he, he he grows up. He basically gets bounced from home to home to home. And then he goes into a um, uh, like a what do you call it? A nunnery, like a yeah. What do you call that? Orphanage. Yes, um, that'll do. And then he and he has lots of fun there, basically causing a lot of uh, um, distress for the nuns. This is Ooh. also pre. This is pre Home Alone. Which was really yeah. weird because, like, a lot of this stuff, like, is then recycled in Home Alone, but, like, because the story there is so... And because Macaulay Culkin's such a not... Or Kevin McAllister is such a likeable character, you sort of give a bit more credence to it. And I haven't seen Home Alone for a year or two, um, but how good an actor was Macaulay Culkin in comparison? Like... Oh, yeah. Child actors are iffy at best, but watching this back, I'm like... Wow! How That's, did he get this job? It's like, that, how did he that, get a sequel? That um, that voice was a choice by him. I'm like, it's <sighs> like, it's it's just drones for the. How movie. did I love this movie? I actually know. I see why I loved it as a child because it is aimed at kids that think dumb things are funny. Oh yeah, and this is the thing is um, like always lowbrow. All that lowbrow shit was like I just remembered all um, the way through. I kept saying to my partners like. I think it's the second one which is better. It's the second one that I like. <laughs> this one's not as good. Wait for the sequel. I um. I like those words. Did you get all mention of the R word? Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is. 
Um, from doing my other podcast, um, Dave the Deer Graveyard, we've noticed that a lot of 90s films is where that R word comes up way too much. There's going to be a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it still happens. Oh, yeah, but like wait, like the 90s was like really bad for it. I caught the start of American Pie 2 last night after watching Ace Ventura, <laughs> Pet Detective. Oh, God. Oh, my Lord. I can't wait to get to those movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funniest bits of the movie, I have to say. Oh, this is intriguing. I didn't um, think that this part would exist. <laughs> so, John Ritter is going to take him, take, they call him Junior. He's going to take Junior camping. And as they're driving down the road, He's just sort of like, um, every so often, just like slingshotting something out the window. Yeah. But then you just hear this like, ow! Yeah. <laughs> and and I, there's just like, the timing of that was kind of funny because they're having a conversation and John is just oblivious to the fact that his, his kid is slingshotting animals out the window of the car. And I found that very funny. I think there was a couple points where I may have smiled or even almost laughed, um, but I didn't like them well enough to make note of it. Because um, got- it wasn't... For some reason, I got doesn't pi- deserve it. I've got pillow here, but I can't. Oh, John Ritter what? goes up and is going to murder. Oh him. yeah, he's about to smother him. <laughs> um, and there's also the if if I was going because I I like to sort of look at the extras in a lot of these scenes. If you ever watch this movie and in the orphanage scene, but just after Gilbert Gottfried, shout out to Gilbert by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> It's my first 90s signing of him so far, <laughs> and not the last. Part. No, there's going to be a lot of that. Ow. Um, <laughs> There's a kid with a fantastic mullet and he's looking at the camera at, at a couple of points that just um, after they basically, they split um, into two groups and Junior walks through the middle of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a kid like towards the front who's got this amazing mullet and he keeps looking at the camera and it's amazing. So ah, I missed it. Check out for that. And also the fact that... Hang on. No one check that out. No one watched this film. Uh, Michael Richards <laughs> is a serial killer in this movie called the Bowtie Killer. Of which the kid in it, the problem child, Junior, reads about a newspaper, then puts a bow tie on him to be like him. Yeah. And then sends him correspondence through jail, and then they, they finally Correspondence? Meet up. How old are you? I love it. I was, <laughs> as I was saying that, I'm like, why the fuck am I using this word? Sends letters to him in, the, in, in jail. Then Michael Richards comes to their house because he thinks that Junior is like actually another dude that wants to do some crimes with him but then finds out he's a also, kid also how weird is that how I got out of jail I'm going to go meet this guy and we're going to go kill people together <laughs> what it's like like prison tinder Ugh. and um so many plot holes and then at, at one point he says that he is Junior's uncle and then he goes into the kitchen with the mum and then they have sex in yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, what's up with that? And then <laughs> they have sex in the kitchen. And then she helps Michael Richards kidnap Junior. Thinking that they're running away together. But then he, then she annoys him. So Michael Richards puts her in a, in a suitcase in the boot of the car. Yep. And then she gets held off the bridge. Uh, I think the car crashes. I don't think. Car crashes and then like she gets put into the back of a, a oh, truck with yeah. a pig. That's right. get the, the big, big balls. Yep. Because I remember that part because I used to laugh my butt off. Um, and then John Ritter goes like, oh, she always loved animals or something like that. And I'm like, this is so fucking weird for a, for a kid's movie. Yeah. Uh, I give this nothing. I give it nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stick him for the record. Um, and I was, uh, on Letterboxd, did you give it something? I think I gave it one and a half. 
One and a half. Yeah. You know, I gave the room one star. I gave Roadhouse half a star. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I I don't even remember if I've seen that film, so I won't judge. But uh, <laughs> that does not seem to fit. So, from that, let's get into the music of 1990. <laughs> I don't know why a big break there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, here's music. So, uh, we have two awful, awful entries for this one. <laughs> uh, first one is the Cummins Spinner soundtrack. Now, Cummins Spinner was an ABC miniseries that uh, featured a bunch of old sort of jazz tunes done by, um, uh, is it Grace Knight? Vinny someone? Yeah, and it's it's like... It's like those jazz standards, like, and it, it sells really well here, which doesn't actually surprise me because coming from being Australian and, and knowing what my parents and their friends used to buy, like, they, like, all those um, ABC miniseries and all that stuff, like, if they had a good soundtrack to it, and working in Sanity too, like, he's worked for, for a, a, a CD or DVD store chain, they love it. They love, like... yeah. That's where you get your grandparents for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the... Are we finished with Come On Spinner now? No. Ugh. So the soundtrack was yeah done by Grace Knight and Vince Jones. Um, and it has... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if, look, if you like your jazz standards, then yeah, by all means, uh, check it out. But uh, it was uh, not interesting viewing uh, for... Um, <laughs> not interesting viewing or listening for me. Mostly listening. <laughs> I gave it a good listen at work. Um, well, not a good listen. I had it on at work, and I kind of listened to it. You have a lot of uh, middle-aged men there. Like, do they love it? No. <laughs> um, I got no comments or any acknowledgement when this was playing. Actually, out of all the things I've been listening to lately, everything is, someone's commented on something at some point except this. No one said a word. Just waiting for it to be over. <laughs> but I bet they had a bit to say about the other one of, um, yeah. of the time. Razor's Edge by ACDC. I hate ACDC uh, a lot. I do not... I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before. Um, it's just it's just not my thing. Uh, growing up, listening... like I had a bunch of friends and, and family members love them. I just never liked them. Because it's all the same? It's all the same, and it's just... I, it's and if just you don't that, like one song, then you don't like any of them. I'm not going to call it lowbrow. Because, like, the the guitar... Obviously, the Angus Young guitar is really good in it. It's just... I was never one of those people who were like, oh, listen to this just for the solo. And it's just like, I need more. I need more than that. Also, were his solos that good? I mean, I think they were. But, like, it's, it's a more of a thing of... I just... Hmm. The lyrics never did say anything to me. It was just that sort of whole. Like, She's got you by the balls. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that. Yeah, it's it's a bit too testosterone-y <laughs> for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very macho man. Yeah, um, I mean, it's there's a time and a place. There's a time and a place. Uh, obviously, went really well here. Um, the biggest one. Of the, of the biggest single off it was Thunderstruck, which everyone's heard because when you were learning guitar, 
<laughs> back in the nineties, if you could do the Thunderstruck riff at the start. Yeah. Um, I. I think it's like that bit at the start where it's like, like thunder, na na na, like that na 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 bit is the laziest songwriting. Ah, uh, it's the worst. <laughs> it's like it reminds me of bands that sit down like, what can we do? that a stadium will sound great doing. It's like, let's not write like a tune or a song or anything good. What can a stadium yell out for us and we can just sit back and watch? Yeah. Is, and that, then how, like, is that how you should write music? They just throw darts at a wall of like catchphrases for their um, lyrics. And it's like, that'll do. Um, <laughs> and a special shout out to uh, listener Bob, one of our friends, because I'm going to make a comparison here to Powderfinger. <laughs> uh, we all know that... Uh, there's usually one or two good songs on an ACDC album and the rest of it is just trash. <laughs> as, as we do for Powderfinger. Oh, so you're admitting there's some good songs on Razor's Edge? Is, I mean, not saying... good, more palatable songs for like, you know, no one's going to say like, I'm going to do like the track listing. Um, Thunderstruck, Fire Your Guns, Money Talks, The Razor's Edge, Mistress for Christmas. I feel like they started out strong there. There's some like big hitters at the start and then... Rock your heart out. Are you ready? Got you by the balls. Shot of love. Let's make it. Goodbye and good riddance to bad luck. If you dare. See, out of that entire list, I would say that I would want to listen to goodbye and good riddance to bad luck because, like, that sounds like they actually put some. There's a story there, maybe. There's a story, yeah. Is there? There's probably not. (laughs) And like, seriously, I could like if I could quote it, like even the riff for it. Um, have you got it? No. <laughs> Wait, got got the riff or the lyrics? I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna find. Oh, we can get the lyrics. And I'm gonna find. This is a lesser known ACDC podcast. <laughs> All right. Nope. <laughs> Sounds like the rest of it. Yeah, I would not have picked that out as being a different song. Do you want to know the first line? Can you sing along with it? I have no idea how it goes. Yes. Ah, oh, suspense. Getting bombed out on booze. Got nothing to lose. Run out of money. Disposable blues. <laughs> you stopped too soon. The next line. Yeah. Sleazy hotels like living in hell. The girl's on the hustle with nothing to sell. I mean, he does have some rhymes, to be fair. The girls on the hustle have nothing to sell. L- like living in hell. Okay. Um, yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> well, on that note, I give that... Ooh. Ooh, what? Ooh. What? I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the... You're going to give it something. I give it a D. <laughs> out of the ACDC <laughs> <laughs> okay so we've abandoned stars and just <laughs> just taking bits out of um, the name of the artist now um, yeah I can't really give that one much it's... no <laughs> I give it a lightning D <laughs> a lightning a D minus <laughs> oh man also that was only what was it number 17 for the year mm. that's quite disappointing oh no I think they were because like they weren't. It wasn't Bon Scott era anymore. So like, maybe they were sort of their light was fading a bit. Yeah, apparently it came back. I <laughs> uh, just yeah. Look, 
I'm not gonna yuck anyone's yum, but like ACDC, just not not something that I'm, I want. I know plenty of people that like it and enjoy it, and that's I'm glad that you enjoy things yes. that are out there. But I think you can do better. <laughs> and with that note, uh, we close off another mini episode. Join us next week uh, for, for something better. One. For something. <laughs> hang on. Yes, for something Sli- a little yeah, bit slightly, slightly better. better. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and until then, I will see you later. Bye. Bye, everybody. And thank you for joining us for our mini episode. Once again, uh, really enjoying doing these ones for you. If you've got any uh, thoughts or ideas for the pod, or even if you want to be on the pod, you can give us an email at livinginthepastpod at gmail.com. Also want to thank some awesome people. As per usual, Andrew Golding does our music for this episode. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy does our artwork for us, and you can check out her stuff at Mild Scribbling on Instagram. Check out our Spotify playlist by searching Living the Past podcast and then the month that you want to look at. Follow me on Letterboxd, PD Lumsden. That includes a list of all the movies we've done on the podcast so far. Please join us next week. We're going into the month of May and then also another awesome mini episode. Uh, As I said, we really do love doing these ones for you. And until next time, as always, sit back, look back, and relax. Bye.